0: K A L W. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Uncuffed. I'm Greg Eskridge, and of course, I'm coming from the San Quentin side of the program. Down in the studio today, got some smiling faces with me today. So go Ooh. ahead and introduce yourself. It's me,
1: Ton Tran. Edmund Richardson. How y'all doing? Edmund Richardson. Mm. <laughs> Tom, yeah.
0: we got something special for the people today, something
2: man. Real, real special.
0: So today is the day before Edmund's wedding day. Yes, sir. Ooh, we and, and Edmund. I'm so I'm, I'm so happy, bro. I'm so happy for you, man, because I can look at you. <laughs> I can I can Tom, can't you just see the yeah. look at him, man? Don't he just he looks like a husband.
3: He does. Does he, he look like a husband? He wow. has that look,
2: man. Yeah, you have a husbandy look, man. You look like you just been waiting to get wife down.
1: <laughs> I really want tomorrow to go to go perfect. I think I'm more nervous meeting her mom for the first time. Ooh, um, mama. Meet mama. So those first. those first impressions is everything. And I know I'm going to do well Reading the vows The like The whole ceremony But it's like What's that first conversation Going to be like with her mom Is she going to like me
2: What you so, think So what What? So what What part Do you feel Insecure about For lack of a better word Like what do you think The mom might not like about you
1: I mean the fact that I'm in prison <laughs> That's the truth And her daughter Chose me Out of every man In the world To marry
2: Wow Wow.
1: I can only imagine what a mother th- mother is going through right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, mom, I'm about to get married. Probably excited, like, to who? This guy that's in prison. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> hey, hey, it's funny, but that's, that's literally what it is, bro. It it's, is. It's, I'm not about to go marry my high school sweetheart. Right. I'm not about to marry a a doctor or Mm. lawyer or this pillar of the community. I'm marrying someone who committed a crime and who is incarcerated. Wow. Not only incarcerated, but serving a long time. Right.
2: A life sentence. A
0: life sentence, man.
2: Wow. So, Evan, so I have a question. I have a question. Go ahead, man. It's the day before your wedding. What are you doing to prepare for this wedding?
1: Hey, Yeah, but Evan looks sharp, man. So I'm, I'm waiting. So I got my clothes ironed. I'm so prepared. Mm. Like, I'm so prepared. I'm so ready for this moment. There's just one last thing that I have to do. And that's something that you suggested to me yesterday, was adding a paragraph just about who she is and what she means to me and the impact that she's had on my life in your vows in my vows absolutely
2: i've been seeing you've been practicing your vows for like more than a week now and it's bananas to me just watching you like this i've just been seeing you just head down focus typing retyping and finally yes and i'm like bruh You've been working on this thing for like a week, bro. Let me let me, let me get a bar of these vows, man. Right, 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 right. Let me get a bar of this thing, man. Like, you seem so intense. Yeah. I said, man, I got to get a sample, man. I don't care if I'm the best, man. I'm here today, of. And then you read it for me. And I swear to God, I teared up, bro. I felt like I was getting married. <laughs> I felt like you was going to try to propose to me or something. I was like, man, this is too good, man. This is fire. And it's crazy, is being incarcerated and having this big moment, like all the things you do to prepare, and all the things you can't do to prepare, you know. Yeah.
0: So, Tyler, so you the best man? Is this your first best man? Being the first first time being the best man?
2: You know, some weird. That's a good question because I've been the best man at two weddings since I've been incarcerated. Oh, okay. I want to say this too Like their marriages Are successful still Right Everybody has their Ups and downs Like they have gone home And went home to their wives And they're like Living an amazing life Man So I got good juju As a best man I'm just saying that, man.
1: It's hard to be incarcerated And tell someone That you love them mm. And have them Genuinely believe it I do feel limited because of my incarceration. There are things that I genuinely can't give her. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is let her know that I'm working towards my freedom so I am able to give her the world. Um, I had a conversation with my sister yesterday and she got on me about, well, she didn't really get on me, but she was like, Why did I have to find out through Facebook that you was getting married? Mm. And I told her the last time you seen me was 12 years ago. And then she responded, like, I understand why you're getting married, Edmund, but I don't understand why she's marrying you. Mm. So I also I also believe that my sister has this this image of me still being 20 years old, still immature, still selfish, but my sister hasn't met the man that I evolved into. Mm. And it does take, like, there has to be something
0: special about someone who is incarcerated and can still reach out into the world and find love mm. like love like there are a lot of things that 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 just cannot get inside of a prison right but love seems to be one of those things that can get through any crevice through get through any barbed wire mm. any security fence salt rifle it doesn't <laughs> matter love will truly find its way man I know what it feels like, that day of feels like, man. I know what the day of feels like, man. When I got married the day before my wedding, man, I was like, man, I'm getting married, man. I I mean, I was excited and nervous because I was like, man, what is she changing her mind on the way up here? You're beautiful. You can have any man out here in this world. But you chose to marry some dude in prison like, what the hell is wrong
3: with you?
1: <laughs> My fiance asked me a couple weeks ago, "How do you know I'm the one mm. And I really sat there and just thought about it and I didn't have no profound answer, but I it was like a feeling like I just I just know I just know. And she was not content with that answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, not, say, con- I'm, not,
0: I'm content not content with, with that,
1: man. Hell no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just know. So he stopped saying that 50 years ago.
1: <laughs> but it is, it's like something that I can't put into words. Mm. Like when I look at you, I know that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Mm. When you are ready to make a commitment, you just know.
2: During my 10 and a half years incarcerated, I've been more familiar with heartbreak than with love in here, right? So to hear you're getting married, for me, it brings up all this joy for you. But when I reflect on myself and my experiences with relationships since I've been incarcerated, like I get kind of scared. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, don't do you even feel even a little bit afraid that, like, what Greg talked about, like, that she might eventually just say, "I can't do this no more." That, oh, I don't want to be your wife anymore, or I can't ride this bid with you anymore. Like, do these feelings come up for you? Because I know they came up for me, and uh, and it was a root of a lot of my heartbreak.
1: No, that's that's a good question. I think for me, kinda like you, I just had relationships, breakups, heartbreaks. And there was a point where like I just gave up on love completely. Mm. I don't want to do this. It's not for me. Like, what's the point of me like even trying to nurture and cultivate a relationship in prison? I know that it's gonna I know that it's gonna fall. Mm. It's gonna fall apart but with this relationship i think i think i really just want to say it's something that we built together over time mm. and it mm. hasn't always been peaches and cream
2: mm. like
1: we've had our moments where those thoughts came up like i don't have the energy i do not have the time to put into this relationship mm. go through just the daily stresses of being in a relationship however being able to communicate my needs especially in relationships it's hard for me to like open up and express how i feel and like be vulnerable with a woman i feel like it's easier for me to do that with a man than with a woman because i always feel like there's going to be some type of judgment and i'm going to be viewed as being weak mm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when and i i never got that from her every time that i was vulnerable and told her my needs and communicated what i was going through regardless of what it was like she held that space for me wow vice versa i was able to hold that space for her i was i was able to recognize that i'm not perfect she's not perfect can we agree to step into this relationship and be fearless to grow together regardless the outcome huh. and that's what we've been doing since day one man that's beautiful and we've built like man. a strong foundation that i feel is unbreakable
3: man
2: that's beautiful i i've never heard it put that way so just hearing you say that i just it really moves my soul man because uh that's stuff that I always dreamed about, man. Of right. uh, My relationship looking like just like what you have right now. You I know. love that. I just want to say uh, tomorrow's your big day. But I just want to say for the record, I feel like she the lucky one because she <laughs> yeah, gets to have my saying. dog Evan. Yeah, man. I'm just man. saying, you know, all shout yeah. outs to Avelina. She's an incredible woman. But Evan, you are an incredible human being and she is blessed. Yeah. She is blessed to have an amazing man like you.
0: Wow, wedding day, man, so do you have any jitters?
1: Nervous right now. I haven't ate nothing, I haven't drank no coffee, but I'm shaking like a motorbike.
0: Just now leaving the studio, me, Edmund, and Tom. We're going up there to the to the visiting room. You're looking good. You're shining like new money. I see you got your Stacy Adams on.
1: Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? A, got to dress and press.
0: Evan. So, how did you sleep last night?
1: You stayed up late last night. Oh, me. Going over my vows,
3: went to sleep about
1: 11, 11.30, got up early in the morning just with this day on my mind, but I slept, I, I feel energized, I, I, feel, I feel rested, I feel at peace.
0: Well, Evan, we're in the courtyard right now and uh, we're about 30 feet away. From the visiting room, man. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Literally 30 feet away, man. So I'm ready. Regardless of the anxiety, I'm just gonna use that as positive energy to get me through this, man. And I got y'all with me, so I know everything's gonna be good. You got me nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous for you. Why are you nervous?
0: Yeah, I'm nervous because you nervous. I'm nervous because this is a big day. I know this is a this is a huge moment, man. It's your last chance to uh
1: <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> What's that called? Run away <laughs> runaway <laughs> groom? That's not gonna happen today.
0: Yeah, so we have some so we have to contact the the officer right here so he can How come in. So he can come and uh, let us in. We are entering the visiting room. Let me grab, let me get let me go ahead. Hey, what's up, Alright. We are now inside of the visiting room. So let's see where we're gonna. Why is it so dark in here? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's pause for a second. The vision room is not normally this dark. So let me explain to you how it truly is on the weekend. Walking into the vision room here at San Quentin, the first thing you're gonna see is a bunch of people walking around, little children running around. I mean, this place is packed. On the far other end of the vision room, there's a vending machine area where people go in and buy their popcorn and their chicken wings and their soda pops and water and right Across from the vision room, uh, from the vending machine area, is the kids' room. There are children's games, children's books. You have mothers and fathers and grandfathers, just family. It's just a really great family scene. It's, lu- it's super loud because you got to m- mind you, there are nearly 200 people in there. So imagine 200 people trying to have conversations amongst themselves, right? The last area I want to tell you about is the mural that's painted on the wall i mean the mural is like super cool it's like a waterfall a lot of bright different colors a lot of blues and greens and so this is where all the families come to take pictures with their loved ones but also this is where you go and stand when you get married in fact at that same location in front of this mural this is where i got married back in 2014. so the process of getting married is definitely not easy inside a prison. First of all, you have to find someone willing to marry you. You fill out about 10 sheets of paper, send it to your spouse, and then your spouse sends it back to a wedding coordinator. And her job is to coordinate all the marriages here in San Quentin Prison. And then you have to find a wedding date. And you can get married anytime you want as long as it's on a Friday morning. Now, when a person gets married, they can usually bring in approximately five people who are actually approved on their visiting list to come in and witness the wedding. Now, when it comes down to the ceremony, there's actually someone here to officiate it and they're going to have a binder. And within this binder, you're going to have options of the ceremony you may want. So you can say you want a Christian wedding, whatever it is you want. He's going to turn to that page and the ceremony is going to begin. So now we're waiting on Avelina, the bride, who's bringing her mom with her. And about 30 minutes later, here she comes, dressed in all white, with a magical smile all over her face. And now Edmund and Avelina, they hold hands, they stand in front of the waterfall mural, the officiant opens his binder, and the wedding begins.
3: They have asked that we gather today so you might share with them the special moment as they join lives together in marriage. Marriage is the partnership born from the deep love bond of two people who've decided to build their lives together. A family is a collective working together to create and build life, caring for one another, finding a way to prosper together, all done with love, truth, and trust. We are here there to today then to witness the bonding of Evelyn and Edmund. Start with out here.
5: Edmund Warren Richardson, my intelligent, my driven, my most favorite person. You make love feel so effortless. There's nothing that could make me happier than standing before you today knowing that I get to become your wife, because I know the commitment you place on marriage, and I know that today you're choosing me for life. Your love has taught me unbelievable resilience. Your love has shown me that no matter what unimaginable injustice life throws at us, that we will be okay. Your love has shown me we can withstand the ups and the downs. Together, your passion, your determination, and your commitment have kept us together. And my goal has always been just to keep up with you, so I would never have to be without you again. I promise to protect you and make sure every single day you know your life matters, because it does. I'll stand with you in this fight and whatever comes next. I promise to always watch Saturday Night Live with you and and even to laugh when I don't understand the jokes. And I wrote all of this and realized I'm not even sure these are vows. Sometimes I'll be scared and sometimes I'll be brave, but I'll always be there for you. <laughs> Ebby,
1: yeah, <be> your turn. <sighs> Avelina, you asked me, How do you know I'm the one? I responded, It is not a feeling, it is not something that I could put into words, but it's a deep seated knowing. A knowing that I believe is divine in nature that came from a prayer answered. I was at a point in my life where I had given up, lost hope in my future, in love, in any meaningful relationships. It, It was one sleepless night, me alone with my thoughts, pleading with God for someone like you. A outspoken, smart, and beautiful woman who was full of life someone who knows her faults and is willing to face them. I see you, all of you. I vow to be your safe space in times of need. You are the love of my
3: life. You are my best friend and I love you so much. You will now seal your promises to each other by the giving and receiving of the rings. Evelyn, repeat after me, Edmund. Edmund. I I jo- with this ring, I join my life with yours.
5: With this ring, I join my life with yours.
3: Edmund, repeat after me. Evelyn, with this ring, I join my life with yours. Evelina, with this ring, I join my life with yours. By the power vested in me by the state of California, I now pronounce you husband and wife. I now ask you to seal the promises you have made with each other this day with a kiss.
0: Your daughter just got married. Tell me to talk about that.
5: I I didn't expect it to be this emotional, but it was beautiful. Um, Very untraditional, (laughs) but beautiful. I think Edmund brings the calm to her storm. So as long as Edmund can be that peace, she will... um, she will be there for him and they can survive yeah love um love definitely finds its way
0: i see i see your emotional mom i mean what what is uh what is what is bringing what is bringing those emotions to you
5: um just the fact of um what edmund's going through yeah because we leave but he has to stay my name's Avelina Richardson now, <laughs> and um, I got married to Edmund, who's a part of this podcast today. <laughs> the When Edmund and I first started corresponding, I think I was like, this man is crazy because he, one of his first letters, he was like, when I'm released, you can meet me at the gate and we can get married that day. Um, thanks. And I was like, who is this person? Who he was just like really straightforward. And I think I was like really surprised and confused at how somebody thought that we were going to get married. <laughs> and now we are married. But <laughs> I think when we first started corresponding, I told him he sent me like a visiting form. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to visit you actually. <laughs> um, because I spent a lot of time visiting my dad and my brother. And I know like what having the like the weight of a life sentence means. And then when we started becoming like romantically involved, I think I thought a lot about what I was taking on because being with somebody who's incarcerated is heavy and I wanted to make sure that I was able to hold what it meant and be like supportive of Edmund and also still sustain who I am out here. We had started talking about getting married in 2021. I knew that it was going to happen during visiting, but I didn't know anything about when. One day, I went to go buy something out of the vending machines and he started like walking towards me at the vending machines and I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" like cuz there's like an out of bounds line and he just kept walking towards me and then he per- like got on one knee and proposed to me. Yeah, I had no idea and it was really special because I've always told Edmund that I wanted to be proposed to like in private and there's really not a way to do that in the visiting room, but he made it like as private and as special and like a moment between just us. Um, he did that as much as he could and it was really special and sweet. <laughs> my ring Edmund picked out with one of my best friends. Yeah, and then the ring I gave Edmund, um, I have another brother who passed away, and it was his ring, and um, I think he would have really loved Edmund, and um, it felt really special to be able to give my brother's ring to him because I know that my brother would have loved Edmund a lot. He, Edmund was like, when we started corresponding, one time he was like, so have you Googled me? And I was like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> um, then he told me that he had a life sentence after that. And I think his like earliest eligible parole date was like 2034. And that's still what it is. It's still pretty far away. I, I think I had to work through that on my own, but I accepted it. Uh, I think when you imagine your wedding when you're really young, you don't imagine it in a place like this. But I think that I still feel like really in love and really happy and I feel like this overwhelming like sense of just like comfort because I know I just like made a decision with my person and if you know who Edmund is then you know Edmund deserves to be free and yeah I I know that he will be.
0: The last time we walked up this hill, walked up that door, you're getting ready to get married. Now we're on our way out and you are a married man. How do you feel?
1: I feel amazing right now. I just know that uh, I made the right choice. She made the right choice and we stepped into this this adventure together and we're going to see it all the way out to the end. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm in good spirits right now. I'm feeling good. We're walking down the hill. We see beautiful skies. It's just a beautiful day, man. Yeah.
0: Normally, in a traditional wedding, you know, the, 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 the bride and the groom, they go off together, right off into the sunset. How does it feel, <laughs> you know, you're, you're coming back into this institution and your wife is leaving? the institution leaving you instead of you guys leaving together. How does that feel?
1: Sad. Because from beginning to end the whole ceremony was about 20 minutes. They gave us some extra time so we can do some interviews and um, get some photos. And then then you're just pushed out the door.
0: So you have plans when you get out to have a to have an official wedding with the big, the big ceremony and all that type of stuff.
1: Yes, sir. Most definitely. I, I just, uh, just. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to get married. I want to, I want to have that fairy tale wedding.
4: <laughs>
1: I hear the geese. The geese are
0: singing a song for you. Yes, wedding sir. song for you.
4: He's like, yeah.
0: As <laughs> Soon as he sees you, he got the barking. My boy, my boy just got married. <laughs> Alright, now we back in the back in the media center again. Walking through the newsroom, getting ready to go around the corner.
4: Tell me lies, tell me sweet little
0: lies. We got Jesse Cattanoff.
2: Congratulations,
4: Congratulations,
1: man! You a man now, boy. We love you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh
4: my God! It's
1: Edmund y'all. was Great man, was great. I had a good ass time. Uh, her, 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 wedding vows really touched me. Um, it was good to meet her mom. I'm kind of. It was kind of fast too. I didn't really get to sit there and enjoy the moment like I wanted. But overall, what I got was enough. Just because love was in the room. Mm. So I'm happy, I'm excited. Um, I feel like a, like Jesse said when I walked in, I feel like a brand new man. They're pouring rice on me right now, y'all. Love you, It's already cooked, so it doesn't count. <laughs> it's pretty cooked, fool.
4: We wanted to throw soggy rice on you.
0: The uncuffed crew at San Quentin Prison is Tommy Shakur Ross, Edmund Richardson, Tyne Tran, and me, Greg Eskridge. Thanks to the team at KALW Public Radio, Nina Gensler-Debs, Angela Johnston, Sonia Paul, James Rollins, Andrew Stelzer, Ben Trefney, Eli Workchapter, and our sound designer, Eric Maserati E. Abercrombie. Our theme music is by David Jossie, the Swedish Fenile. And thanks to the staff at San Quentin Prison who make this possible. Mr. Skyler Brown, Ms. Madeline Tenney, and Lieutenant Sam Robertson who approved this episode. We fact-checked everything to the best of our ability. Uncuffed gets support from the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. And a special thanks to Avelina and Carla for being a part of this episode. And Edmund and Avelina... Uncuff wishes you all the happiness in your marriage. Thanks for listening.
4: Hi, my name is Tommy Shakur Ross, one of the producers for Uncuff. When I was incarcerated at San Quentin, I learned how to be an audio producer and share my stories and those of other incarcerated folks. It was really impactful and important work for me. So, when we found out in August that we lost our funding, I knew we had to fight to save this program. Since we put out the call for help, we've received an incredible amount of support. Hundreds of you have donated. We've now raised over $56,000 at the time I'm recording this. We're well on our way, but we're not there yet to our $80,000 goal. That money will ensure. We can continue to provide programming and pay staff through the end of the year. You can help us reach that goal at weareuncuffed.org donate.